This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, it's time for Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your host, Lori Watson. I'm a sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Adam Matthews, couples therapist in Cary, North Carolina. And Adam, we are in our new podcast recording room. It is room. so awesome. It looks so great. I'm yeah. so excited that we're in here. It's going to sound so good. I know. We, we have uh, we built out a closet at My Center Awakenings, and we have all this like cool stuff on the wall to catch different kinds of sound waves that would be extraneous and it's really fun all, all kind of stuff that i don't understand but it right? looks awesome <laughs> i know but our tech guy understands and it is it yeah. is really fun but we are truly in a closet <laughs> <laughs> in a closet talking about sex yeah that's right <laughs> there's other people in the building though, folks <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about some dicey stuff and about cunnilingus, about giving a woman oral sex. This is something we've heard a lot about that people want to hear about because we had one about men and now we're kind of shifting to women as well. And we've heard this is a real need. Yeah, all my girlfriends are saying, you better talk about that too, Lori. (laughs) So, Lori, can you help us men understand kind of from the mind of a woman, why this is important. Okay. Is that a fair, is that a fair question? I mean, it seems, like it, it, it seems like it should be Super obvious, important. but I don't know that it's, right. I don't know that it's obvious. Right. Well, I, you know, I think for that men, for yeah. a woman, it is when it's done well, you know, right. It's the perfect sexual touch. You know, it's warm, wet and soft. And that's just what she needs. And often women say that they reach orgasm much more easily through oral sex than they do. Certainly through intercourse. Yeah. which we know only about 15% of all women reach orgasm through intercourse and they need foreplay, but this is like their favorite kind of foreplay. Yeah, so very important. Very important. Yeah. Okay, so Although we're going to talk about thing, you know, women who have hang-ups about it and men who have hang-ups about it, okay. but super important. Okay. So one of the things that I hear from men just in knowing the obstacles that they have in performing this for 
their partner. They have just mental obstacles that they have to overcome. And one of these is just an idea of tit for tat. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like if I'm going to do it for you, you've got to be willing to do it for me. Is that fair? Is that fair for men to have that expectation? How do how do we kind of get over you that? You know, I, first of all, I, I think oral sex is basically so part of vanilla sex. Yeah. You know, it's sort of part of the standard gig. Yeah. And so, I mean, I certainly think that most people find it an essential part of making love. Mm. And it may be, you know, oral sex to completion, to orgasm, or not for, for both genders. Yeah. But I think that, you know, one of the things I come across, too, is men who won't give oral sex, not because they don't like it and not because she doesn't like it, but because she doesn't want to give him oral sex. And I understand this, but particularly when he has a low libido woman or he has a woman who can't climax any other way except through oral sex Mm -hmm. and then he withholds, I mean, he's kind of shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. You know, because then essentially she doesn't – if that's the way she climaxes – and she can't do it any other way, and then she's not climaxing. Her desire is going to fall. She's not going to want to have sex with him. And at least he has one avenue to have orgasm, which is through intercourse, presumably, or manual stimulation. You know, and if he doesn't – I mean, I have had repeatedly couples who come in, and this is the problem. You know, yeah. it's tit for tat. She'll, yeah. He'll say, well, you don't do it to me, and I shouldn't – you know, I don't want to get do it for you then, mm-hmm. so, which I understand, and it has to be worked through. I mean, definitely yeah. – I think she should give him oral sex. I'm I'm about that, and I think I can help women get there and get there to enjoy it. But this, in terms of a growth pattern, like, yeah. you know, any kind of roadblock in sex, we need to think about it's something that we can work through versus that's the end of the road. We can grow. We can grow through it. We've talked about a lot that we, right. can, we can move through that and right. get better at it. But I, I just think, you know, it's crazy if your woman doesn't yeah. like sex and you're withholding the very thing she likes. Yeah. That's you, just – Yeah, I think that's a good way to talk about it because it's – we've talked about this idea before of mutual motivation, that you're motivated for both partners to orgasm rather than just yourself. And so for women, there you have to have that as an avenue is what, right. uh, what I hear that you're right. saying. That if we are going to uh, want our partner to orgasm – then that's something that has to be kind of part and parcel of, of the whole gig. I think so. And, I mean, I think that probably more often I hear women who are anxious and uptight about it, about receiving. Where do you think that's – what is what oh, is driving gosh. that? gosh, Adam, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you all of the complaints that I hear every day yeah. about this. Um, but so many of them, you know, are socialized. First, women don't really look at their genitals very much. Okay. They can't see them. They can't see them when they go to the bathroom. They never look at them. And so many times they think that they're not attractive. Okay. You know, whereas I think their husbands and their partners, they love looking we, at a we, woman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was just going to agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it's so sexually exciting, I think, for a man to look at a woman. But she doesn't see herself as worthy of that. And so obviously oral sex is up front and close and personal. And and so she gets very anxious about, oh, what is he looking at? And and I have women, too, who say, you know, I changed after childbirth. I don't look the same anymore. So I don't think I'm as as attractive as I was, which, you know, I really rarely hear that from men. Yeah. But I do that, think that complaint that the yeah, that, that their partner has their changed. partner has changed and okay. he's not interested in looking at her. I I hear the opposite. 
Okay. You know, no matter what. And he may notice the changes, but it doesn't really alter his sexual excitement about observing her. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think that, too, pornography has really standardized the way women are supposed to look. I would agree that I know that that shaped men's image of that, but I hear you saying that that shaped women's expectations right. as well as what they're supposed to look like. I, and, I, I think it has shaped our own expectations about yeah. what the way our genitals are to look. I mean, porn says all labia is small, and most women actually have very different size labia, sometimes one from the other. Mm. I mean, there's a great book out there. It's called Petals, and it's this brown and white, sepia and white photographs of like 30 or 40 different women's labia. Mm. And it's it's beautifully done. It's not pornographic. I mean, it's art. Yeah. And I think that it helps couples sometimes think about all the differences and all the variety. And that's mm-hmm. one way that I have her get over it as and well norm- as – normalizes how, how their generals look as what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And that, you know, I try to have them look for themselves. You know, which one looks like you? Yeah. <laughs> how can men help their partners feel okay about that issue of how their genitals look and feeling like they're attractive and that expressing their own attraction for that? How do men kind of reach out to their partners in that way? Well, that's a great question. I think that saying, you know, you're beautiful – I love looking at you. All the affirmative ways men can say that and realize that she may not know that. Mm. You know, even though he's sexually excited and, you know, gets turned on by that. And he would think that she understands that intuitively, that that's very exciting. I think saying it and saying it maybe in some set aside time, like, look, this is something I love doing. I love looking at you. You need to get over this self-consciousness. You know, I think you're beautiful. That's the only one that matters. What I think is the only thing that matters here, not even what you think. Yeah. You know, it's what I think that matters. Although I think that what the woman thinks is how she essentially integrates her genitals into her body self-image. Yeah. I think that that's important because I don't know that men naturally know that that's something they should talk about, that that's something that they should compliment, that that's an area that they should, should reach out and be supportive of their partners about. It's just not something that I think is natural to be specific about. But I hear you saying, be specific about it. Compliment their genitals. Compliment them on how they look. And and And, try to say it in a sincere way. I think that sometimes women cringe when he says it in kind of a crude or uh, um, sexual way. I mean, maybe using words that she's not as easy with when she's not aroused. Mm. When she's not aroused, you want to be really careful and say it sort of More clinically, you know, I love looking at your vulva, that kind of thing versus the P word or anything else. You know, that could just turn her off in that moment. So I think, too, women are self-conscious about, you know, how they smell. Every woman I've ever talked to thinks, you know, I don't smell good or I don't taste good. uh, I think that's an area that men are slow to step into and have the conversation about as well if that is, you know, a turn off for them. Um, which I have some heard some men say that is becomes very difficult to talk about. You don't want to be mean. You don't want to be cruel. And so, how do we have both ways have that conversation? Mm-hmm. Begin to talk so, about so we're it. talking about two things. Most men say a woman doesn't really taste like much, other than a bit salty. And I would say that to women, women think they taste like the same thing that they taste when a man kisses them afterwards. And mm-hmm. so many women are hung up about that. Okay, you know, but really by that time. It's been mixed with mouth bacteria, so it's actually a very different taste and flavor than it was originally when he was giving her oral sex. Mm. So that's different. 
But you're also talking about men who maybe have issues with hygiene and, you know, want to make sure or or their own resistance to giving oral sex. Yeah. And uh, just how to like begin to have that conversation if that's something your partner is requesting, like how do you, as a man, make requests on how it might be easier or maybe tactfully make a request to, yes. for hygiene and things like that? Okay, well, let's talk about that when we come back. You are listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your host, sex therapist Lori Watson, and your co-host, Dr. Adam Matthews, and we will be right. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wanting Sex Again How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend hosted by Lori watson awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible Hey, you're listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your host, Lori Watson, sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again. And I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Adam Matthews, couples therapist. And we are talking today about a really delicate subject, cunnilingus, and trying to talk about right now, we're concerned with men who are anxious about giving it. We've talked about women's anxiety about receiving. And now we're sort of in this second half of the podcast We want to hit and focus on how to help men get over their anxieties, which I would say 
95% of the men listening to this podcast are going to say, this is a wasted 12 minutes, Adam, <laughs> because okay. they love going down on a woman. They love doing it. And if women could get that through their heads, we would be much better off as a whole society, mm-hmm. I think. But well. I, I mean, I think, you know, sometimes, occasionally, and I've run across a couple men who have said, I don't like the way she tastes, I don't like the way she smells, or something, and they have their own anxieties about it. And I think you've mm-hmm. probably run across patients you've said yeah. on our break that, you know, they're a yeah. little concerned about their wife's hygiene. Yeah. Can you talk about that? I think it's something that's hard to talk about, so I'll try to do I'll try to do my <laughs> best. I'll try yes. to do my best. I mean, obviously, I mean, it would be a terribly awkward conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think that they're just wanting to be tactful and discuss with their wives how that experience can be mutually beneficial. Right. And I think that that's one area that just is hard. It's just hard to kind of. It's a hard sentence to get out to your partner in a way that doesn't shut it down and like make it feel awful yes. know, or hurtful. Yes, hurtful know? and rejecting. Yes. They say, you know, you're not clean enough for me. I, yeah. I mean, I think one thing that I would say, and I say this to men, for women who are anxious, because women are usually the clean freaks. I mean, they're usually way more clean freakish than men. Mm-hmm. But to say something like, hey, you know, let's hop in the shower and you know, suds up together and maybe he washes her, she washes them, they're sexy in the shower together and then he gives her oral sex. I mean, mm-hmm. that'd be one way. I would say absolutely hands down install a shower head in the master mm-hmm. bedroom. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how couples live without that. I don't know how women live without that. I mean, it just is so helpful to have. You mean have the detachable kind? The detachable yeah. kind, right, so that, that she can actually spray and clean herself. I think that that would be really important. Maybe saying, you know, I... I'm kind of a clean freak. I love doing it, but I love doing it, you know, after we've bathed together or something like that. And I would say that it's so much easier for us to talk about it clinically as therapists (laughs) than as a couple to talk about that because people are so invested in their genitals and their sexual experience that this is a hard one. It's a hard topic. So let's move on to the, I think, what what more people are going to want to know, which is how. You know, I think men would need to know this too. Women need to know this as well. How do we make it good? Oh, yeah. What are some tips, some strategies to do it well? Okay. So first of all, men often say, you know, how about let's be efficient and do 69? Mm. And I think for most women, they just can't relax and enjoy it the way they need to. So taking turns, at least some of the time. I mean, 69 to spice it up, certainly every once in a blue moon. But if you really want her to get into it, Um, Letting her relax and lay back, that would be great. You know, I think that men, unfortunately, do what they see in porn, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of really heavy tongue flicking and sucking and things that are too hard, too fast, too soon. In -hmm. fact, I think they give oral sex too soon, period. They they really need to wait until the woman is very aroused, much closer to orgasm. And that's when oral sex for a woman feels the best, you know, because she's – her tissue is aroused, and so it, she can feel more. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big disappointment. You know, men think, okay, I'm going to get her going this way, and they start oral sex, and then they find out, oh, there's like, you know, she's not responding the way I think she should, and so they're disappointed. But I would say, you know, for men, focus on the upstroke because that really touches the glands of the clitoris, which is kind of her very most sensitive spot. 
and it's kind of covered by a hood on top. So the upstroke basically touches the underside of it and gets the glands. And using a flat tongue versus a pointed tongue, I I have had innumerable women talk about his tongue is too pointy, and I'm just okay. throwing that a out point, there for y'all, okay. gentlemen. Throwing that flat out tongue. there for you. <laughs> <laughs> that seems. I mean, that seems like a fairly easy fix. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. yeah okay. And, and I would say also maybe give her G spot stimulation during oral sex. For a lot of women, that is a super intense pleasure and something that can you know easily be done. So yeah. So you talked about that she needs to be aroused before that takes place. So that's something that they they need to communicate about as well. Is that, that women to, need to communicate yes. about? Yes, it would be lovely, Adam, if women communicated about a lot more things. <laughs> but that's why we're doing. <laughs> that's why we're. This that's why we're doing this. That's right. <laughs> it's because women don't communicate these things very well, I think, and so. Okay. This is for the men out there to help them a little bit. The other thing, you know, we've kind of talked about is hair removal. And Mm -hmm. some men, you know, find that more acceptable, especially younger men. I think in this day and age, all they've ever seen on a vulva is hair removed. But one of the things that women tell me is it basically they feel like it gives their guy better access for oral sex. And that's why they do it. So other than then just maybe conforming to the pornographic standards, they're doing it for a practical reason because they love oral sex. And so they remove hair for that reason as well. And, and okay. a lot of men really like that. All right. So, I think some of the biggest takeaways for today then to me are, one, just the, the need that women have for their men to do this, for their sexual experience to be satisfying, for them to orgasm. Yes. Like, yes. I just think that that's kind of realizing that as a man is huge. And maybe not just a special event. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, men say that, too. They say they like oral sex as part of foreplay and women mm. may like oral sex as part of foreplay, not necessarily just to orgasm. And one of the things I heard you say is there's guys out there that worry about female hygiene and more women than men worry about female hygiene in general. So definitely the shower head and bathing mm-hmm. together would be wonderful. And then I think technique, you know, I wish I had a great resource to give people, you know, something that they could see, but there's just nothing out there that I know of other than good talking and sharing among the partnership, you know, of what they like. And I, I would say to a man, no way could he really know what she likes. And he should never be sensitive to criticism. He should never think that, oh, I'm, you know, because she says do this or do that, that I've done it wrong. It's like, how could he possibly know Mm. except that she tell him? Yeah. And some men, I think there's about half the men in the world who would love it if she would talk about it. And it seems like the other half of the world of men, they think that if she tells him what she likes, they've done it wrong and they feel sensitive to that. But especially in this case, every woman is so unique and so different. You really have to get her to open up and don't be worried about that kind of criticism. That's that's yeah. good news if she's willing to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Then you know what to do. Exactly. Then you know how to, how to make it good and how to keep it hot. Yeah, and how to keep it hot. So yeah. we're here to help couples keep it hot. This is your host, Lori Watson, sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again, and your co-host, Dr. Adam Matthews, couples therapist. And we are coming from Raleigh, North Carolina today. Thanks for listening. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.